0: back to the True Crime Guys podcast. I'm Warren, And I'm Michael. How's everybody doing? Hope you had a nice Halloween. And yes. we're back in action, man. That's right. That's right. We're not done with the spooky, though. Because in true crime, we never are. Yeah. Right. And uh, just a fair warning, there is violence against a child in this case. So yes. if that's something that you're not uh, able to tolerate when it comes to true crime, you can go ahead and check out now and see us next week. Absolutely. Uh, but other than that, there's a lot of interesting uh, dynamics to this case. We have a 911 call that is very fishy. I and mean, if you've <laughs> s- you know, studied true crime long enough or been into it long enough, you've probably heard some 911 calls that are legit and some that were, yes know, suspect.
1: This is it's one usually, of those sus ones. It's usually pretty easy to tell. You know, if, if the 911 caller is just like, get here, get here, get here now, and they're just screaming the address, that mm-hmm. is usually pretty genuine. You know what I mean? They have yeah. genuine concern for someone hurt, yeah. but when someone's trying to explain, they're not interested themselves in giving you a it.
0: bunch of uh, <laughs> a bunch of details that are just like not necessary. Right. right? Giving giving you their daily routine. Well, first I do this and I brush my <laughs> right. teeth. Like, bro, your daughter's missing. I don't care about all right.
1: this. Let's back up a minute. Well, let's see. This morning I had oatmeal and yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, exactly. that's a red flag. And she
0: watched her favorite show. Right. Uh, which usually runs from nine thirty a.m. to 10, 10 a.m. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we don't yeah, need the whole backstory.
0: Some, yeah, we have some quotes from a PhD later in this episode from uh, Psychology Today. Yeah, which breaks down like she break basically breaks down like you know what you're looking for in a 911 call, whether mm-hmm. it's real or fake, the the things to look for, and this yes. this one in particular kind of nails
1: all of them. <laughs> no like, doubt, it's a great yeah. example of a of a very yeah. sketchy 911 call. It reminds me of the Pam Hupp episode. Remember when Pam Hupp called and the yeah. guy was in her house? And she's like, Mm -hmm. no, I won't go with you. And he's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, Yeah. it's just they keep if the if the caller just keeps driving home the same thing, they won't say anything else. They're just saying the same phrase over and over again. Yeah, that's a huge red flag in true crime for sure.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the difference between different 911 operators is, uh, you know, some of them are really good at their jobs, Some aren't so good. This one was really good. They basically act as like a pre interrogation. Like they're asking if they it's great when they ask a bunch of questions when it's not like yeah. an ongoing, like there's a murderer in my house type of thing. Then you don't really need the, the questions like get someone here. Right. But, right. you know, like in this situation, someone's missing like. She just kept asking him questions and making him basically stumble over himself. And we're gonna play the audio mm-hmm. that we're talking about. We're gonna play this nine one one call. We're gonna do things a little bit differently. That's basically gonna be our intro for the week. Right. And then we'll get into the case um, and break down the nine one one call and then go through the case itself. Um but this week's case is taking us to Jackson Jackson Township in Stark County, Ohio. So we're going up to Ohio. All right. And it's a township with a population of about forty thousand, located about fifty miles south of Cleveland. Okay. I don't look up what township even means, like what the hell it is. And it still confuses me. I don't really <laughs> right? understand the concept, it's, why it's, they
1: exist. It's mainly older areas, right? That just, yeah, were it seems like they're mostly in the township. Northeast.
0: Yeah. It's like an extension of government, I guess. Um, here's a quote about what a township is. If you're also confused like me, quote, brought to America in the 17th century, townships were established as a pure democratic process to provide people with a direct voice in grassroots government. Today, 20 states have the town or township form of local government still confused <laughs> <laughs> don't get
1: it. i don't see how it's described differently from just a regular town government exactly it's just i don't know i feel like it's just terminology here i feel like these yeah. small towns and these local governments in these areas are still doing the same shit that every other one is mm-hmm. they're just like oh we're a township so you feel better about it yeah. it sounds like friendship
0: you have more of a voice because you're in a township not a. that's town. right you
1: have <laughs> we're listening to you in our township yeah. You're yep. right. <laughs> yeah. Well.
0: So, we're, yeah, so we're heading up to Ohio in a township. And mm-hmm. in 2017, so a handful of years ago, 34-year-old Liang Zhao uh, and yeah, 30-year-old so... Ming Ming Chen were a seemingly normal, successful couple with a thriving restaurant and two young daughters. Liang Zhao was born in China and moved to the U.S. in about 1997. And so he'd been a citizen at this point for 20 years in the U.S. and had become a naturalized citizen. Right. Um, Ming Ming had a different story. She had come to the U.S. illegally from China as a teenager in search of a better life. And okay. she claimed she was persecuted by the Chinese government for being a follower of Falun Gong, uh, which I, it was interesting to learn about that. It's it's become kind of a, I guess, it's looked at by China, like their government as like a cult. Uh, and it's okay. a dangerous cult in their opinion. And it, But it's mainly just like a meditation pra- practice and like a set of ways to live your life. Like, very, hmm. it seems very peaceful to me. But what do I know? You know, I just looked into it
1: for five minutes. Well, and if it it's, go, but if it goes against the government and it started gaining exactly. traction, yeah, especially the Chinese yeah, government. you can't have
0: all these people meditating together and doing stretches. Yeah,
1: and, that's just oh no, that could <laughs> that could lead to some type of uprising.
0: Yeah, we could probably get taken off the air if china hears this right because <laughs> it was outlawed this falun gong was outlawed by their government in 1999 and so she claims she came to us partly because she was being persecuted for being a follower of falun
1: gong and a practicing tr- member of it Maybe true and as a yeah. teenager i'm sure that felt a lot more damning you know what i mean right everything seems like the end of the world as a teenager so imagine, imagine- that's
0: being a rebel in that country is like yeah. i'm really into meditation and <laughs> 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 a little different from the rebels over here.
1: Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Such a Bro. bad teenager. Seriously, <clears throat> she's in
0: prayer circles in the park. Can't believe right?
1: it. How dare she? Yeah.
0: Um, in the U.S., she found Liang Liang Zhao, who we just talked about, who at this point was an American citizen, but also had a Chinese background, and they would end up uh, falling in love, getting married in 2010, and starting their family. And they would have two daughters born in 2010 and 2011 named Jojo and Ashley. And they would then open a restaurant, uh, which they would run together, just the two of them running this restaurant, which was open 12 hours a day Yeah. Uh, called Ang's Asian Cuisine. Jeez, and 12 hours a day. It was open 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., which just sounds grueling because you're, you, like I said, they're literally the only two. Yeah. And they also have two daughters. So I feel like this is pretty common for small Chinese
1: cuisine. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty common. I mean, I know my favorite Chinese place that's near my house, they're family owned. If I go there now, the same family that was there 10, 15 years ago, they're still there. You know, their son's working there. Their daughter works there.
0: I was going to say, I'm sure they were counting the days until their daughters were old enough to become staff members
1: mm -hmm. in the restaurant. And what's cool. Servers or dishwashers or whatever. Exactly. And what's cool is like the the restaurant only grows as the children grow because the children are, you know, completely bilingual. Which is amazing, you know. They speak perfect Mm -hmm. English, perfect, perfect Chinese, and so you know it just helps the business grow. And then they become that more of an asset to their family, and then they feel like they play a bigger role in the restaurant. And then they never leave. I feel like this is very common in Chinese culture, especially in America. Right.
0: Yeah. So they were open from eleven a.m. to eleven p.m. Just like I said, twelve-hour days, pretty brutal. Um, and Liang came from a family of restaurateurs. his father and uncles owned a chain of re- cha- Chinese restaurants called the lucky star. And he had come from that background working in those restaurants with his family. Right. And that's what, you know, allowed him to go on to start his own restaurant. Exactly. But let's get into the reason we're doing this case. Um, because everything seemed normal, like I said, on the surface of their life. They, you know, right. just a little small family running a restaurant. Staying um, busy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But on Monday, January 9th, 2017, Liang called 911 at about 9 p.m. from Ang's restaurant to report his five-year-old daughter, Ashley, missing. And Mm -hmm. we could read the whole transcript of the call, but it wouldn't hit the same as you hearing for yourself. So this is our intro for the week. We're going to play the audio. It's, I think, about four and a half minutes of Liang calling 911. And it's a very sus call. Yes. Uh, it's, no it's, it's got all those little red flags that you you would expect. Yeah, so and enjoy this. So we'll, we'll talk about those. Yeah, we'll talk about those on the other side of this, uh, but enjoy this 911 call, and then we'll talk about it in detail afterwards. All right,
2: sounds good. Hi, yes, uh, I-, I need some help. Hey, okay, where are you at? Uh, 4924
3: Portage Street. 4924
2: Portage? Yeah. Hey, what's going on? I, I can't find my daughter. Okay, how old is she? Uh, five. She just turned five. Shoulder, stop it. Okay,
3: and you're at Aang's? Aang's, yeah. When's the last time you seen her?
2: Uh, this, this afternoon probably. Around oh, what time? Uh, three, maybe four?
3: What? what? Three, five?
2: Five hours? You saw her at five? What was she wearing? Oh, okay. What? What was she wearing? Uh, she's wearing a purple winter coat. Uh, I, I don't know what those things are called, but they're not jeans. They're like, uh. Like
3: leggings? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: What, what color were they? Uh,
3: grayish. Okay, and you haven't seen her in five hours?
2: About, yeah. I I mean, she was there sleeping. I, I mean, you know. Where was
3: she sleeping
2: at? In the restaurant? Yeah, yeah. She, she was sleeping there and. I picked up my older daughter from school. We all saw her sleeping there. So, and, you know, we went to work and, you know, we let her sleep and we got busy. And then, uh, uh, after it got busy, you know, we started cleaning up and, and then, you know, we opened the door and she's not here. Hold on one
3: second. Okay. Okay. So what's your name?
2: Liang, Liang Zhao.
3: Okay, do you have any videos or anything in there where you can see a video
2: to see if she was laying there? No. No, no, no. We don't have any security camera in the, assist, uh, in the restaurant. We've been here for six years. We never had security cameras here. Okay. So we, we saw her, like all of us, like my wife, myself, and my older daughter. When we came back, when I picked up my uh, uh, older daughter from school, we saw her there sleeping.
3: Okay. And so...
2: Was there any suspicious people that came in at all? Do you think she could have walked out and ran out somewhere? I I have no idea. I mean, she was sleeping in the back. It's kind of hard to say when she was... None of your employees had
3: seen
2: her? There's only two of us, just myself and my wife. There's nobody else in the restaurant. There's only three people in the restaurant. When you guys left, who was there with you? Like, who was there with your daughter when
3: you guys left to go get your other kids
2: from school? My wife. I, I go pick her up myself. My wife is here in the restaurant. But when we came back, she's here. Like, my wife is here, the restaurant's open. The restaurant's always open. Um, I usually open up, uh, I I pick my, I drop my daughter off. I'm sorry. I drop my daughter off at school in the morning. And then we come here to open up.
3: Well, right now, though, like, when you left, you said you, your wife, and your daughter left to go pick up your daughter from school? No, I didn't say
2: that. I said, my wife is here all the time. Okay, and your wife hasn't
3: seen her either since around 4 or 5 o'clock?
2: Okay, okay. um, I think you, okay. When we pick i I'm sorry, when I'm in with myself, okay. When I went to pick up my daughter, when we came back, my myself and my daughter not my wife. My wife was here the whole time. When okay, came back. So your wife hasn't seen her since around the four or five o'clock either? Uh yes, I mean, uh, you mean I mean, when we don't have kind you shopping, huh? She says she's not sure before we got busy. Uh usually we get these around four or five o'clock. That's the best time we can you know, like that's right. Um, what's your um, what's your, what's your daughter's name? Ashley,
3: Ashley. Okay. All right, my officer's outside if you want to go and meet my officer at the door,
2: okay? He's here right now? Yeah, he's already outside. In the front or the back? He should be in the front. Okay, all right. Okay. okay. Thank you, thank you.
0: Uh-huh, bye. All right, so are your spidey t- senses tingling oh, after so that call? Much. Doesn't so much. seem right, right?
1: I am heavily sus now.
0: <laughs> right. And like I said, the 911 operator doing a phenomenal job of just continuing to ask questions yes. and kind of making him stumble. And um, and wh- he says, you know, right off the bat, I need some help. And he says the last time when the 911 operator asks when's the last time he saw his daughter, he says, uh, three, maybe four or five. So three hours. Three hour
1: window. there, Three hour window. Um, I, mean, I understand you and- get busy at a restaurant when it's just the two of you right yeah. i mean their kids he are may far lose track too of young time to help. not know what time it is right but still very suspicious when you're talking about a child mm-hmm. but
0: he wasn't just at the re- like according to his own admission he wasn't just at the restaurant the whole time like his wife was he had gone and picked up his daughter from school mm-hmm. and brought her back and shown his daughter the younger daughter sleeping mm-hmm. and you would think that would right there give you a timeline of you know what time you pick up your daughter every single day right from school right. it's always the same so you picked her up you brought her straight to the restaurant and then you mm-hmm. showed her her younger sister supposedly sleeping in this back room. You yeah. should know exactly what time approximately you picked say you picked her up from school at three. You should know, you know, if it's a 10 minute drive back to the restaurant, it was probably three 20. Ish. It shouldn't be three hours, not a three hour window like, discrepancy here.
1: Yeah. That's the first red flag for sure.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So his story is that he and his wife, you know, who run the restaurant, 30 year old Ming Ming Chen took Ashley to work with them. Uh, that morning after dropping off their older daughter at school and she slept wanted to sleep she's tired supposedly and wanted to sleep in the back room of the restaurant Mm -hmm. and just apparently slept all day long because that's what five-year-olds do yeah they never have energy my five-year-old yeah my five-year-old i can't get him to barely nap for an hour at this point (laughs) right whatever um yeah yeah they said that they had owned the restaurant for about six years and had never had video cameras because that's another great question that the dispatcher asked was, do you have surveillance at your restaurant? And so clearly mm-hmm. if someone, if she wandered off or if someone took her right. from that back room, snuck into the back of the restaurant or whatever, and took her, then cameras would be very valuable. But according to the Liang, they don't have any cameras, never have had cameras, which is kind of odd because you're talking 2017. This is not the eighties here. Like most right. businesses have surveillance at this point.
1: But, you know, they're in a small township, you know, it's maybe crime isn't sure. that high.
0: <laughs> but they're know. also in a s- giant strip mall. Like I've gone to Street View and looked at where this restaurant was. It's yeah. like somewhere where you'd imagine one of the small business to the side of a Target or something like that. It's like a long oh, okay. there. okay. So you okay. would think in this, in this massive parking lot of all these
1: businesses, there would definitely be some surveillance there. Yeah, somebody would have surveillance, right? Yeah. Because nine sure. times out of 10, like you say, there is a huge business that draws, whether it be a large grocery chain, a Walmart, mm-hmm. a Target, something. Yep. Yeah, yep. that seems odd. Right. And any of those are going to have a lot of
0: cameras. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the police never had to resort to that because this thing became resolved pretty quickly. Oh, But we'll get to that. According to Liang, he had gone to pick up his older daughter from school. Um, and when they returned, his wife, older daughter, had all seen Ashley sleeping in the room. And he said this must have been about 3, 4, or 5. Which yeah, 3, I just 4, don't, or 5. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So Whoa. by the end of the phone call, as you could hear, uh, the dispatcher already had a police officer at the restaurant and then Liang same, sounded kind of thrown off like, like he's already here. Like, is he at right. the front or the back? Like, What kind of dumb question is that as well? Yeah. Like, Why would the fuck would he go to the back? Yeah. Is it an emergency or not? <laughs> the restaurant like, was still open. He's going to go to the front door of the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> it, it didn't close till 11. It was 9 p.m. when he made the call. Yeah. He uh-huh. just sounded extremely nervous to me. Oh, right. So this police officer, uh, arrives, takes some statements, looks around the restaurant, does like a cursory look around. Um, Mm -hmm. and the next morning it was, it was like full on, uh, panic mode. Um, authorities issued a statewide endangered child alert for her. Basically, probably like, a uh, what do they call those? Amber alert. It's Amber alert. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine there was an Amber alert sent out on everybody's phones. Absolutely. And then all out manhood ensued. Um, I mean, they had all different, uh, jurisdictions involved right away. Uh, mm-hmm. however, the statewide hunt would come to an abrupt end that, that net, very next day when police would make a more, they would take a deeper look around the restaurant and they would make a grisly discovery inside, inside of Aang's Asian cuisine Uh-oh. while searching the restaurant. Police found something suspicious above the deep freezer. They found this container, um, Which was concealed above the, you know, in the kitchen above the deep freezer, and it contained um, young Ashley's body in it.
1: Oh my god! Yeah. So. Yeah, it's hard to explain this away in a restaurant where Mm -hmm. only two employees, and it's you, Yeah. yeah, you and your wife. Yeah, this is not looking good. So the jackson
0: township police department the fbi and ohio bureau of criminal investigation in cooperation with the stark county coroner's office were tasked with investigating the death and of course liang uh, liang and ming ming were both arrested and brought in for interrogation that day and have to they they tried briefly to deny um liang was given a polygraph test and presumably failed because right afterwards he would end up spilling the beans Oof. and this is the story of apparently what really happened um, yeah. Liang would go on it's to say fun. that his wife was angry with the daughters or with the daughter because, uh, with, you know, with young Ashley, because she was not potty trained. Um, okay. and that morning what happened was Liang had gone to drop off their older daughter, uh, mm-hmm. at school. And when he returned, he said that Ming Ming was very upset with Ashley because she had had an accident. She, uh, I believe she still wore diapers and had like potted in the diapers and then took off the diaper. Which angered her. Right. And Liang said that Ashley began beating, I mean, not Ashley, uh, Ming Ming began beating Ashley badly. And Mm. um, after she was done beating her, Liang said that his daughter began gasping for air and was vomiting green fluid. And he took her to the bathroom and rinsed her off and then apparently left her there for a little while. And then when he returned, she was seemingly, something wasn't right, he said. I bet. And he began trying to do, she wasn't breathing. And he began supposedly trying to do CPR for up to 40 minutes, which I just don't buy when you hear how they treated her body afterwards and how much lack of care they had,
1: it seems. Yeah. This is a weird situation because Ashley's only five years old, right? Yeah. And it's very mm-hmm. typical in Chinese culture for young children to be raised by their grandparents up until the age of four or five. Which so, is what happened in this case. Right.
0: They had not raised her for the majority of her life. She had been sent to China to live with uh, his mother, her paternal grandparents, um, who raised her from basically the time she was a baby until she was four years old. And then they'd gotten her back and they were just incapable, it seems, of dealing with a young child. Right.
1: I would just like to know... I would like to know the reasoning behind this. I would like to know that I understand that that as the grandmother, you want your children, your daughter or your son, whoever, you know, his mother, she was to succeed in their business. You want to give them more time. Yeah. But also uh, if you've already chosen to have children, those years one to four, especially for a mother are huge. Oh, yeah. As far as bonding with this child, going through this process, creating a a forever connection, You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like getting your child. It's almost like she got her child at four or five and expected them to be self-sufficient. And she's like, why are you not self-sufficient? Why are you not? And I understand not being potty trained at five, that might be alarming. But maybe she had other issues. I mean, she did vomit green afterwards. Maybe she had other intestinal issues that they weren't looking into because they just didn't have the time. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's more common than I think, but usually most kids are potty trained by five. You know, maybe, yeah. or maybe it was just anxiety of being in a new place. Children have accidents. You know, was she wetting yeah. the bed asleep or was she having accidents awake? Like there's just so and many also, questions. And also how much time I did have. they
0: spend? How much time did they spend with her working on this? When they have, they're running a business together 12 hours a day. They had right. no time to deal with it. Well, check this and out, they Lauren. Probably...
1: They're, well, they're open 12 hours a day. So you know they get there an hour or two before. And then then clean up afterwards. And then clean up afterwards. All the dishes, desanitation. I mean, you're running a restaurant. You don't just close and leave. It's very true. Even if no one's there. So you're talking probably nine, nine in the morning to well past midnight probably. Mm -hmm. I mean, what life do your kids have other than in the restaurant fending for themselves? Perhaps they should have not been
0: so concerned about uh, their profit margin or whatever it was and actually hired a few members of the community to work staff for them, clean dishes, like prep work, all that stuff, and maybe been there eight hours a day instead of 13 or 14 right. hours a day.
1: Uh, somebody part-time. Priorities.
0: Prioritize. When you have two children, they become the highest priority as a they parent should. in your life. They and should. also kind of what something you mentioned earlier about that bonding period, one to four, yeah. how crucial it is, not just for a mother, for a father too, but like yes. it's it's kind of like it's a weird uh, analogy, but like trying to like getting a wild animal and and like a horse that you have to break, you know, that you domesticate or whatever, like that process is important. It's difficult. It's supposed to be meant to almost break you raising a, a, an infant. And then Mm -hmm. it makes it, you, makes you selfless and patient, and it makes you a better person raising a a young child. And they didn't get, they got, I, I wouldn't say robbed of that, but they didn't deal with that. Right. And so Ming Ming could not deal with this daughter. And then we're not excusing her behavior by any means. She's a monster, not just because right. of what she did, but because of what she did afterwards and how she talked about it. Oh, She's God, a complete yes. monster. Yeah. I wonder if she had raised the daughter from one to four, if she hadn't wouldn't have done this prior anyway, if she wouldn't have done it at one years old or two years old and just killed her. Like we see a lot of mothers that can't deal with it end up doing oh. and putting their baby in a dumpster or something like that. You know, like wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if she had done that anyway. Yeah, but, there, was, there was a
1: coldness to her, you have to admit. Yeah. It really was. Yep. Maybe she didn't have that mother, that mothering instinct. You know, some people, yeah. some people, it doesn't come that easy to. Yeah. And then not seeing your child for four years after birth—that's not going to help the situation.
0: And this was not—we would come to find out—not the first time that she had beat young Ashley, and I'm sure they'd, she'd also beaten their older daughter as well. You know, yeah. she. This is some. This is where the guilt comes in for the father, Liang where I, I initially studying this felt kind of bad for him. I was like, mm-hmm. oh shit, Like, this is your wife, the mother of your children, she snaps and does something like this and I can kind of understand why he tried to help her cover it up Yeah. until I, until I heard that she had done this pri- many prior times and this wasn't like a one-off, this was she had regularly beat their five-year-old daughter and probably right. their
1: six-year-old daughter as well. Exactly. I mean, yeah, they're only a um. year apart. And then you're probably comparing them too. like if the older daughter Jojo, the six year old, you know, maybe, um, you know, came of age quicker, she matured quicker or whatever and was able to be more independent, then maybe Mm -hmm. she got more aggravated with Ashley because she didn't fit that same standard, which if any parent who has multiple kids, you notice there's huge differences in your children. Yes, they share DNA, they came from the same parents or whatever, even so but there's still gonna be huge differences in the way they hey. mature, the way they act, the way they deal with scenarios. So, you know, maybe, I just think she wasn't as patient. Maybe JoJo was just a an easier child, which a lot of times the first child is. A lot of times yeah. the first baby grows up more, grows up faster, um, and maybe Yeah, I'm just, not a big fan of one-size-all
0: parenting. You know, no, like some people can't. have these, like, they, they write these books, like, this is how you can parent every
1: child, and it's like, they're all too different to, Dude, you can like you, you can't even keep the same methods with your own kids, much less every no. child. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. You could have
0: three kids and they they could all be starkly different. Like, yes. My two child, my two children are completely different personalities and we
1: treat them differently according to you know how they react to things. Yes. They have different motivations. They have it takes different incentives, you know, it takes different punishments to get to them. Maybe one punishment doesn't affect one child while the other one is like, mm-hmm. oh, it's it's world ending. You mm-hmm. know, you have to. And you like you to-
0: said, it's, it's, it's very possible Jojo was uh, very obedient and did whatever their parents said. And then there was that young Ashley who was more of a maybe vibrant. And we've, we have some quotes from customers that would, that would uh, regularly visit the restaurant Ang's and said what a sweetheart and how like she was their favorite. Like these customers would come in and she was so full of life and fun. Well, she was know? probably and, like,
1: starved for attention and affection. And so when these, when these patrons came in, she was like, please, someone's talking to me. They're treating me with respect. They're treating, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh man, it's heartbreaking. So when Liang realized what his wife had done and that their daughter was dead, they hatched a plan to try and make it look like she was gonna disappear later, like she ran off or something like that. And they try to cover this up. They end up strapping her into her car seat as if she were still alive and took her body back to the restaurant, laying her on the makeshift bed in the back of the restaurant in this back room. And the whole concept of this was gonna be that they would then pick up their older daughter from school, bring her back to the restaurant and make sure that she saw her younger sister in the bed so that when the police talk to all of them, they get the same story. That she right. was in that room sleeping, and then she disappeared. Right. Um, so Liang then went to Ashley, Ashley's six-year-old sister uh, JoJo's school, picked her up, and brought her back to the restaurant sometime around 3 p.m. so that she could see her younger sister sleeping. They showed her, her younger sister sleeping, mm-hmm. and then went on working until 9 p.m. So by the time they called police, it had been 12 hours approximately since... Mm. Um, Ming Ming had killed her daughter Jesus. and you have to imagine rigor mortis had set in and all of this stuff at that point right um, and oh. after the arrest of uh, the parents Ashley's older sister if you were wondering was ended up being put in uh, the care of Stark County Family Services which she's much better off with yes. than these two monsters because it's just a matter of time if they got away with that one that they would probably do the same to her I mean because these kids were just a, a nuisance to them and their business it seemed, seemed like they were all yeah. about money. That's all they cared about. It seemed that way.
1: Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I think uh, Jojo would have just been a reminder, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Of what they did. And they, it would just yeah. make them more angry, I think. Yeah.
0: Mm. Um. And so Liang Zhao would ultimately, as we said, spill the beans after that failed polygraph. He would say that his wife had done this. And then he admitted to putting Ashley's body inside of a plastic container and pouring salt into the container to as he said reduce the stench and the way that he talked about it too just made me hate him as well because he uh, in talking about her after she died started calling her it instead of oh. her like i can't i can't even fathom
1: like talking about my daughter like that well like Alive like i said like, they have no connection it? to her they didn't build it yeah it's like yeah. I don't know, man. I know there's an instant there's an instant love, there's an instant gratification that comes when a child is born, but a lot of that is just selfish. Like it's just like, "Oh, I created this. Oh, it's like me." You know what I'm saying? But the real bond doesn't start especially for a father in my opinion until years after. You you start to build this bond. You see this child yeah. grow. You see them get closer to you, depend on you and then you know, you, you create this love and this bond with them. And the these two didn't do that. Like no. and, and they never and they were so consumed with their work, it's not like they prioritized it now. Which in no. most of Chinese culture that do this, I'm sure, their lives are ready to go by the time they get their child. And it, when they doesn't it feel it,
0: like doesn't it feel like after the four years with uh, with her grand grandmother that they were like, fuck like now we gotta take her back. It, it, it seems as though it was like a, like a burden where they were like, man, I wish she could just stay out there probably in China yeah. with her grandmother. And we don't have to deal with them. Yeah. Cause we got this business to run.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, why can't, why won't you grow up and take care of yourself? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then that breeds just anger. Yeah. Mm.
0: So he took this container that he had put his daughter's body in up a ladder and placed it in a crawl space above the walk-in freezer. And that's where some of the speculation about her being put in the walls, that's kind of where we found, I think you found this case on Snapchat. Yeah. And the headline was parents hide daughter's body in the walls. Right. Something along those lines. And it was a little misleading, but fairly close, I guess, ultimately, because it was, she was hidden in a crawl space within their own restaurant, which is just hideous.
1: Yes. Oh gosh.
0: So then he put on his best game face and several hours later he would call police And that's where that 911 call that we played earlier came from, and it's just full of red flags, and we'll get to some of that in a minute. Um, He also revealed that he and his wife didn't initially raise raise their daughters, as we mentioned uh, at length. Mm -hmm. Um, You know that they had been sent out to China to live with his mother for years. Right. Um, Somewhat, somewhat customary in Chinese culture, it seems like, um, for grandparents to be at least heavily involved. Right. It seems like not always is it just the grandparents that raise them, but a lot of times the grandparents live with the parents. That's what I was going to say. And the I, grandparents play a big role in raising the grandchildren, but the parents are also there and part of it. Seems right. more, more, much more common than yes. sending them off to China for years.
1: That's what I was going to say. I think a lot of times these people live in multi-generational homes, right? So yeah. they have the the room and the space and they're also, like you say, they're still around their children every day, but mm-hmm. it's like having a live-in Which is babysitter crucial that also cares them.
0: To develop that connection. Yes. To be in the same household as your young child.
1: Yes, whether you're a sociopath or not. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Wow.
0: Yeah. So it was when young Ashley was returned and JoJo that the uh, abuse began within the household. Liang said that Ashley would trigger Ming Ming uh, when she wouldn't listen. And that's when she would hit her, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. He also admitted that, she ne- that he never reported the abuse because he didn't want to split up his family. So this is where that's even more dishonor, right? This is where I turned on him. I'm just like, you know what? You're watching your wife like badly beat your children and you're, you're too afraid to say anything. Cause you, maybe the family needs to be broken up, you yep. know, like think about the child, put yourself in that child's place for God's sakes. Like stop right. thinking about yourself. That's right. Yeah. This Jesus. definitely,
1: this, this fills him with just as much guilt as her. Yeah. Um, and
0: honestly, who knows if he was also beating the children, we don't have any evidence, but I wouldn't, wouldn't be that surprised.
1: No, no.
0: Um, he told police that they then put her in a car seat, took her to the restaurant. As we mentioned, um, he says, quote, we brought her inside and just laid her there and we continued working. Um, Mm. police told their six-year-old daughter that, uh, our Zao told police that their six year old daughter was very impressionable and they believe she could be persuaded to believe that his sister was okay. If they showed her sleeping in the back room. Well, yeah, right. she's a six year old Right. where she's going to yeah. kind of tend to believe what her parents tell her. Right. Why um, wouldn't she? Yeah. Uh, he says, quote, the plan was for Jojo to come home and see that she was there. Then I would tie her up said Zao, which I'm still kind of confused by tie her, tie her up, meaning the daughter that's already dead. What's the point in that? I don't know. I guess just to prepare her body to be moved. Yeah.
1: I'm guessing. I don't know, that's weird.
0: What's crazy is um so when he had gone when he had gone from the house with um Ashley's body and taken her to the restaurant and transported her into the restaurant, he was actually spotted carrying her into the restaurant by like two workers that were working in the parking lot of this big strip mall or whatever but they basically assumed that you know this was just a father carrying a sleeping child into his right. restaurant. Well,
1: yeah. Why would you assume the child's dead? I mean that would yeah, be Yeah, exactly.
0: It's just kind of crazy though to it think, is, you know I'm sure later on they were like oh my god that's In crazy. hindsight, yeah.
1: They're like wow we he, she was already gone. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. God it just makes them it makes them such more monsters in my in, in my opinion. Well listen to this
0: quote if you don't already think they're monsters. So the, in the interrogation video of Liang Zhao, he said that uh, you know when the investigators asked what he was planning to do with the body when they eventually stopped the search because she was up in that crawl space and he's assuming that they wouldn't find her, they did find her but had they not and she would still be quote unquote missing, mm-hmm. what would he have done with her body they're asking and he says quote Burn it, bury it, or throw it in the
1: ocean. Oh, my. Just the fact that your Which daughter is, just passed and you're already saying it, like you referred to it, earlier. It, it's and all just it, th- that quote, burn
0: it, in. bury it, or throw it in the ocean Oh, is the mo- one of the most despicable things I've ever heard. Talking about a five-year-old It just year old goes to girl. show they had no connect- connection to these children. Like no. They just looked at them like an item. No empathy. Clearly to be disposed them. of at, at their own whim. Apparently. And there's some quotes from Ming Ming who killed the, the young girl quote, I just killed her. And then she died. I told my husband to take care of it. Can you imagine mm-hmm. that's your honeydew list. Uh, get rid of our dead daughter oh today. It's part of your chores. Right. Cause they got customers coming in. Yeah. And Ugh. she expressed some of her frustration, which led up to this quote. I need to take care of everything from the restaurant. I only have two hands. I don't want that. I, I didn't, I don't want to do that to Ashley, but you can't control yourself sometimes.
1: Mm,
0: no that's that's unacceptable that's unacceptable yeah.
1: i yeah i realize she makes it sound, like, I realize she she makes it sound like she
0: had like a snickers bar on a strict diet or something like sometimes i can't control myself like yeah right killing your daughter doesn't fall into that category you know
1: no no and you knew this was happening and you probably knew it was escalating as well just like zal did yeah he saw this
0: So county prosecutor John Ferrero said evidence and interviews in the case indicate that Chen didn't plan plan or intend to kill the daughter and that it was a tragedy committed in a fit of anger by a mother who had never bonded with her child. So that's the prosecutor. The defense attorney uh, disagreed with that characterization, saying that Chen is apologetic and takes responsibility for her actions. Um, He also said that the case, if if it had gone to trial, they would have argued that Chen's husband, Liang Zhao, was violent toward both the girl and Chen and that he also bore responsibility for the death. Um, I agree with that. As it was. Yeah. As it was, I mean,
1: Liang Zhao would, go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't know if he was violent towards them, um, but they, I mean, they must have some type of evidence, right? Says they would argue. Well, that probably, husband, state,
0: probably statements from Ming Ming. I'm sure it sounds like she turned on her own husband. She's a very selfish person and probably yeah. tried to put some of the blame on him to her defense attorney. And yeah. he bought
1: it, or at least he acted like he bought it because that's his job. Right, right. And also he we, I mean he turned on her too. I mean they just yeah, well, they were we have no evidence self-preservation.
0: <laughs> we have zero evidence of him abusing or hitting his children. We have all the evidence in the world that she does. She does. So I'm going to go with what we have factual evidence of. She killed her daughter. She beat her so bad. Fair enough. Um, so Zal would plead guilty uh to obstructing justice and corpse abuse tampering with evidence and endangering children and agreed to testify against his wife in exchange for murder charges being dropped against him and his attorney who previously said that Zhao maintained his innocence in the child's death um, uh, basically uh, got him 12 years for this this plea deal where he uh, testified against his wife and during a hearing on october 12th 2017 Ming Chen would plead not guilty to the murder charge by reason of insanity, once again, being a selfish piece of shit, not even being willing to admit to what she had done and take responsibility for her actions. Right. I thought, I
1: thought you were overwhelmed and your anger mm-hmm. got the best of you. Which is it? Mm-hmm. Like You're either yeah. insane or you were overwhelmed because an insane person, you know, they probably wouldn't feel that. They wouldn't feel the distresses and the anxiety of real life and trying to take care of children in a restaurant and all that. Probably wouldn't even be capable yeah, and- of doing that. I was going to say, and what other evidence do we have of you being insane other than this
0: one act? I mean, you had an absolutely normal life. Otherwise, you went to work every day, ran a business successfully.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so it's
0: it's absurd, yeah. And so on December 29th, 2017, after she pleaded guilty to involuntary manslaughter, she would be sentenced to 22 years in prison. And as it is, when she gets done with that 22-year sentence, since she came to the U.S. illegally when she was a teenager, she will actually be deported back to China after being released from prison. So... She'll Ooh. be China's problem uh, when she's done with her 22
1: year sentence. And at least she'll be far away from her daughter, her other daughter, Jojo. Yeah. Because and by, I mean, by then, Jojo will be an adult, obviously. Yeah. And we have some good quotes from
0: the judge who said it as, you know, as well as what you're saying. Um, the judge who put, put out the uh, sentencing, Stark County Common Pleas Judge Krissa Hardnett, told uh, Chen it was with great pain that she referred to her as a mother. When speaking Mm. to her Um, children, she said, should be able to rely on their parents for love, safety, and protection. And in this case, I can't imagine the horror for your child, Ashley. Mm. Quote, this was a tragic case, but part of the reason that we did this was so we know that she'll be in prison long enough that when she gets out, Jojo, her older daughter, will be a grown adult and be able to protect herself. Yeah. So the 22-year sentence ensures that six-year-old, who who was six at the time, now she's a teenager because this was in 2017. Right. Um, it ensures that she'll be well into adulthood by the time her mother gets out and then she'll be obvi- uh, obviously taken to China anyway so she will have her own um make have to make her own decision as to whether she ever wants to have a relationship with her mother
1: who did this to her younger sister and hopefully not right she'll be what around twenty eight she'll be she'll be pushing thirty when her mom comes yeah. out you know it sucks yeah. she has to grow up without a mother though, but maybe she's able to reconnect with her grandmother I don't know yeah. That's a tough situation. She was put in child protective services, right, Stark County, because her father yep. had to do twelve years, right? Yep. So she's, I yep. mean, minimum, she's going to be eighteen before either of her parents get out. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, that's tough. Yep. Hopefully, she got a
0: nice like uh, foster home or something like that. Some adoptive parents that actually
1: care. And I hope so, because I'm sure I'm sure she was a very traumatic experience. I'm sure she was a very um, like independent, low maintenance child um she yeah. had to be right or this mm-hmm. would have or she would have ended up like her sister she had yeah. to be a low maintenance you know self preserving type of child mm-hmm. and that's that's what's so sad about it like both of these girls probably could have had a bright future just because they were raised uh, you know around constant work and you mm-hmm. know good work ethic i guess um, no fun <laughs> seemed like they hadn't they were allowed to have no fun in their lives right right they didn't have time for it parents didn't have time for it yeah like you said, they prioritized
0: uh, that business. But as for young Ashley, who was taken far too soon, uh, a man named Douglas Panzarello uh, at the time worked across the street from Ang's restaurant and said he went there all the time. And he called Ashley Zhao, very social for such a little girl. Mm. Quote, a lot of five-year-olds are shy. She was very vocal. She's not afraid to talk to you. Another regular customer named Marty Shamali said, quote, she was the sweetest little thing. I loved her so much. Every time I picked up food, she was behind the counter and would talk to me. Mm. so just absolutely
1: horrible and the parents they just didn't know what they had they didn't appreciate her you know what i'm saying yep yeah. yeah. the they judge
0: didn't. uh that sentenced ming ming continued she said no number of years would constitute a long enough prison term but that, but that avoiding a graphic trial to preserve ashley's memory for her sister who is old enough to understand what is happening was desirable she added that she felt comfort knowing that the couple's living daughter was far better off without having chen as a parent I agree with that I agree with that and as for the as for the 911 call we have we have some quotes from an article from psychology today called lying murder and deceptive 911 calls by Joni no. E Johnston here we go and so she's gonna break down some of these red flags that were in that call quote mm-hmm. genuine 911 callers have one goal in mind to get medical assistance to respond as soon as possible I need an ambulance right now at 1940 Seaview Avenue right now my husband has been shot Is an example They don't care about being polite, offering explanations for where they've been before they discovered the victim or offer extraneous information, such as the fact that the two of them had been in an argument or that the victim had been in a car accident two weeks ago. Their message is simple and urgent. Get your butt over here as soon as possible and save the person I love. In fact, even when it's clear to emergency responders that the victim is beyond resuscitation, genuine 911 callers may refuse to believe their loved one is dead and demand that the medical professionals continue to attempt to revive their loved one. Finally, one distinguishing factor between fake versus genuine 911 calls is the use of evasion. We all know it takes a lot more energy to lie than to tell the truth, and keeping a story straight is especially hard when you're making it up as you go along. As a result, fake 911 callers are more likely to get thrown off by easy questions. Huh? In response to how many stairs did they fall down? giving conflicting information, he was fine a few hours ago. I've been asleep all night. And avoid <laughs> or repeat question, uh, repeat answers, which is very much what uh liang was doing in that phone call the the constant huh what no what do you know this is i told you this is what happened right you know con- right. constantly going over his own story
1: that he made up in his fucking head exactly trying to believe it himself mm-hmm. man so and just the fact i don't know man. i guess the fact that she went missing i guess it, that's why they reported her missing instead of oh we found her dead You know, in this back room or whatever. I think it was easier. I guess they thought that, what, the cops were just going to come in, check their apartment, find nothing, start a local search, and then in the midst of that, they were going to go and hide a body. You don't think the cops are going to be keeping tabs on you? I think that
0: next morning, they had actually already been searching the woods behind the strip mall where the restaurant was. Right. I think that was their hopes, is that they were going to buy that Ashley wandered off and got snatched up by someone or whatever, and they would never find her clearly and they when they would as he said burn the body get rid of it or whatever get rid of the evidence and it might have worked had they not stupidly put her body in their own restaurant like they probably would have been a better off like temporarily hiding the body reporting her missing and then later getting rid of the body for good type of thing
1: here's my thing dude why not why not I mean if if you're already this dark and you're already come to terms with you're just going to get rid of the body why not do that first i mean yeah. what you couldn't shut down the that's store point. i guess i couldn't shut down the store the restaurant for a no, couple that would hours be a,
0: that would that would be definitely uh alarming to police like why did you do that when your eyes are always open this is your number one priority is your restaurant that's true and then you just happen to close down on the day well it would make but, sense that they would close down if she was missing
1: for a few hours right yeah if you could be like, missing, that would well, make sense. You could be like, yeah, we closed down to, to go search for her. We thought maybe mm-hmm. she was in a local area or something like that. And in the meantime, they were, you know, they could have I mean, actually whatever. buried her body. So I am guess I'm kind of glad they handled it in this shitty way because. Absolutely. These people. fucked themselves. Yeah. They deserve to be in prison. 22 years really isn't enough. A mother that yeah, kills yeah. her child in a fit of anger is a danger to anyone.
0: Mm-hmm. And and when you see the behavior and the ap- absolute lack of remorse afterwards, and that's just complete saying. narcissism, just only caring about herself, some dying down shit,
1: man. Yeah, that's dark. That's dark. Yep. You you, yep. you saw your child as an obstacle instead of, you know, something that implements your life and and makes it better. You know. Yep.
0: Mm. But speaking of implementing well, your life and making your life better, yeah. Oh My Gaia, all natural deodorant, beard oil That's company, right. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> makes your life
1: better. Absolutely, man. You pick up on my segues, Lauren. That a way. Yes. <laughs> you set me up. You throw me a softball, and I nailed That's it. What I do, man. Whoop. <laughs> but guys, at Oh My Gaia is an and my, Oh My. I mean, Oh My Gaia is an innovative all natural deodorant <laughs> fragrance and beard. oil. Have I ever done this ad before? I don't think I've done it. It's kind of uh, hard I don't to think read. So. Uh, but it's an all natural deodorant fragrance and beard oil company specializing in paraben and aluminum free products. And their innovative line of deodorants inhibit the growth of odor-causing bacteria while maintaining effectiveness. And at Oh my Gaia, they use only all-natural, paraben, and aluminum-free organic ingredients. Guys, today I'm rocking some Egyptian Musk. That's one of my favorite scents. That was probably my first love from Oh my Gaia. Uh, Wendy sent it to me as a sample pack, and I just love that scent. I also love Barbershop, and of course, True Crime Pine, one of our, one of our uh, favorite scents here. A great unisex scent. A great scent to start with if you don't know where to start, especially if you're a True Crime Guys listener. But there's also vanilla, cherry, almond, uh, sandalwood, lavender, lemongrass, coconut, dreamsicle, leather, lumberjack, honeysuckle, fireside, bergamot, amber, pear, sweet pea, and sailor. So much to choose from, guys, at ohmygaea.com. And because you are True Crime Guys listeners, you can use the word creeper for 15% off your order. That's C-R-E-E-P-E-R for 15% off your order at shop underscore ohmygaia on Instagram or ohmygaia.com. That's O-H-M-Y-G-A-I-A.com. You won't regret it, guys. Nope. You also
0: won't regret checking out our other weekly sponsor, Tonic CBD. It's right. true, not all CBD products are created equal. From how the hemp is grown and processed to how it's formulated and delivered into your body, every step of the process that goes into making the product affects your ultimate experience with it. That's why Tonics products really stand out. Founder Brittany Carbone created her own original formulas using CBD, adaptogens, herbs, and superfoods back in 2017, and has been working to deliver the most effective, intentional, and sustainable products possible. They cultivate their own hemp on their certified organic family farm in upstate New York. That hemp travels only 30 minutes to their state-of-the-art manufacturing distribution facility, where it's turned into a finished product and sent to you ensuring only the highest quality vibes at every stage of the process. They have a bunch of different blends, um, uh, chill tonic is a bestseller for them. And one of my favorites, uh, to yes. take right before bedtime, it's got ashwagandha, lemon balm and passion flower to deliver a calming effect and help you sleep. It also has black seed oil, which is, uh, in many of their blends and it's an antioxidant powerhouse and helps to reduce that inflammation in your body um it's also easy to verify the quality of their products they have a microchip in the top of their packaging which you can tap on your tap your phone on and get third third party lab reports product information details about the farm and helpful blog posts to help you with education about cbd so with values rooted in quality integrity and sustainability tonic is committed to creating a plant-based wellness product that is good for you good for the people and good for the planet then visit tonicvibes.com and learn more using code word creeper for 20% off your order. That's tonicvibes.com, code word creeper for 20% off. That's right.
1: What what's also cool about tonic guys is it's, it's grown and made and packaged right here in the U S in upstate New York, which is really cool. Like the farm I think is 30 minutes from the actual factory, which is incredible. You know, it's not like this stuff is being packaged and then, you know, sent for weeks over the road and whatnot. It's like, you're getting the freshest, type of cbd you're getting the freshest ingredients and it's it's through a very transparent company too which in this day and age is is pretty rare it's pretty rare yep all right so anything
0: else uh yeah i mean our patreon page you gotta check that out yeah check out patreon we talk about it every week we got a bunch of extra content on there if you love the show if you just found it and you Mm -hmm. haven't checked out patreon.com slash true crime guys yet check it out Two dollars a month get you access to a bunch of episodes, uh, yep. a lot of the heavy hitter serial killers, um, and there's a lot of our old episodes in the vault in there. Yes. So two dollars a month, fifty episodes, or are in the first vault. fifty episodes. If you're one of those that has to start at the beginning of a, a new podcast that you find, that's where you're going to find it. Right. And if you if you don't want the two dollars a month on your uh, on your card getting hit, you can pay twenty one bucks front, save ten percent, and be done for the year. You get twelve yep. months of our content for twenty one bucks. Yeah. Um, you can also go up to the $5 tier where you get even more content. That's all on patreon.com slash true crime
1: guys. We won't go into too much more detail. Go check it out. That's right, guys. We appreciate it very much. Best way to support the show. And if you can't, no big deal. Just give us a rating or a review, whether you listen on Spotify, mm-hmm. um, Apple, iTunes, whatever. Tell a friend. Yeah, tell a friend. Tell a friend, guys. Yep. We appreciate it. Check out our other show, Strange and Unexplained, wherever you listen on the free platform. There's hundreds of episodes on there as well. I can't believe I'm over 100 episodes on Strange and Unexplained already. It's crazy. That's crazy, right? Lauren has a segment on there. If you guys haven't checked it out, it's where we it's where we talk about a lot of unsolved and strange cases, as well as uh, paranormal, strange phenomena, things like that. I I break down the case for you, kind of give you the facts, and then Lauren comes in uh, in the Lauren Synopsis, where he has his own theme song and everything, and you know he gives you his opinion on uh, what's going on. So you and then you know we kind of get to get to discuss it not with each other, but we get to research separately and then give our opinions on this strange unsolved case. And you kind of get some other perspectives. So again, that's strange and unexplained, uh, wherever you listen to podcast. Also check out the
0: full house fantasy football podcast while yes. it's still going. We're midway through the season. If you need some help with your fantasy team, check us out. We, uh, we record every week and release new episodes, full house fantasy football podcast. We, you know, we get your start sits and, yeah. uh, break down the weekly matchups on over there on that podcast. So, Right on. All right. right. Everybody have a great week, and uh keep creeping. See you See next you. week. Keep creeping, guys.
3: True crime, guys. In the
1: desert, we like a mirage. It's okay if you clicked on us because you thought we was True Crime Garage. Now we ain't mad at you. Sit down, let us talk at you. I'm talking to the Creeper Army. We out here making murder. Get murder, get murder,
2: murder. True, crime true crime,
1: guys. In the desert, we like a mirage. It's okay if you clicked on us because you thought we was True Crime Garage. We ain't mad at you, sit down, let us talk catch you I'm talking to the Creeper Army, we out here, make it matter charming From the minds of True Crime Guys, come TCG Weekly If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to check out all the other programs on the TCG Network Every Wednesday, a new episode of True Crime Guys Proper. Strange and Unexplained on Mondays, and Full House Fantasy Football on Fridays to start your weekend. And if those aren't enough, head on over to our Patreon account, where you can have access to hundreds of hours of content, including older episodes and other Patreon exclusives like Strange Shorts, Sandu Stories, Higher Thoughts, and the Five Minute Murder Show. But until next time, guys, keep creeping. Hey, how do you, how do you shut this thing off? It, over? <laughs>